Hello and welcome to the Yarniacs podcast. This is episode 24, which we are recording on Tuesday, November 27th. I'm Gail. And I'm Charlene. What are you wearing, Charlene? I am wearing my Dragonflies pullover sweater, which you have heard so much about (laughs) for the past few episodes. So I will not bore you to tears by saying more about it. The only thing I should say is that I have been wearing this sweater as much as possible. I love, love, love it. (laughs) Of the last 14 days since we last recorded, how many days of the last 14 (laughs) do you think you wore it? Um, You don't have to tell us how many times you washed it. Quite a few. Quite a few. (laughs) I've been making sure that I always wear a t-shirt under it so that I can stretch it out between washings. But I really love it. It's super cute. It looks great on. adore it. And then... Gail and I were talking about this yarn. It is the discontinued merino stretch yarn, which we have both since bought a bag of 10 from people who were selling it from their stash. Yeah, Ravelry Ravelry D-stashes. Ravelry D-stash yarn. Yeah, I got a beautiful gray. And I bought a pale baby blue, which is not usually a color that I go for. But, you know, the yarn was available, and I want to knit more of it, and I'm always attracted to that color. Just don't wear it very often, so I'm going to give it a try. Yay! <laughs> what are you wearing? I am wearing my Warriston by Kate Davies, mm-hmm. and she describes it it's as really a raglan cute. smock. I'm calling it a tunic because the word tunic, smock yeah. for us in America doesn't sound very flattering. That's more like something you'd wear you'd if wear you were going to paint. paint. Exactly. <laughs> I, th- I think it's... Different in Great Britain. I agree. In in the way jumpers. Exactly. Yeah. So it has different connotations yes. in different parts of the world. But I knit mine in tunic length and it has inset pockets down at the bottom hem, which has a nice little chevron type of pattern in the stitches. It's not color work. It's just knit pearl to look like a chevron. That design is also on the cuffs of the sleeves, which I knit short sleeve, although the pattern is long sleeved. And that pattern is also on the cowl. So it has a cowl neck with a raglan shaping. It's knit from the bottom up. And I knit mine in Cascade Ecological Wool. And this is one of the longest projects I've ever knit because I put it on hibernation for about six months probably. Right. And then I had the urge to finish some projects before Mad May began this year. So I whipped it out and finished it before Mad May. The reason it took me so long is I'm a baby when it comes to rustic wool on my you hands. You didn't and I like didn't... the yarn. Exactly. I do remember that. But you know, it looks beautiful. It does, doesn't it? And I'm... you wear it over, you have it over a long sleeve t-shirt. Yes, I do. So it's not a next to the skin yarn. So it works. Yeah. The only place it's next to my skin is right at the top oh, of my okay. neck where my t-shirt doesn't come up right. high enough. I almost wore it with a turtleneck underneath, but <laughs> it's really not bothering me. Okay. So... I definitely enjoy this. is the first time I've worn it because I oh, finished really? it in May and oh, then it was too warm to wear yeah. it until today. Yeah. So I'm really enjoying it. I teamed it up with leggings and gray Ugg boots. Charlene and I matched today with our gray Ugg boots. <laughs> and I really like it. I can see that I will wear this a lot with my newfound love of pullovers. And I love this layered look. So do with I. With the long t-shirts and the short sleeve sweaters because fur... Our climate here, it's perfect to wear indoors. We don't always keep our houses super warm. And my house is freezing. Our house, I feel like our house is always cold too. But you can still wear it outside as well. So I I love it. Yes, I'm very happy with it. So I would give a big thumbs up for this pattern. And it was a very easy knit and a very quick knit because it's knit with the bulky weight yarn Mm -hmm. so it does give you that bulky appearance so it's not the most flattering of sweaters but it's warm and toasty and comfy and it's somewhat flattering it just think it is the bulky weight you know gives you that little when i opened the door when you got here i my first thought was not oh bulky weight sweater my first thought was wow that's attractive okay yeah (laughs) no it looks good it looks really nice i think that tunic length with the built-in shaping, it just, it's very nice. Yes, I'm like enjoying it. it a lot. So, as I said, <laughs> double thumbs up. So, moving on to what are you stocking? What am I stocking? Well, similarly 
to you last episode, I am now stocking the mitts because uh-huh. I have been making mitts for gifts, which is, I think, what you were talking about yep. making last time. And I finally started matching up my gift needs with my gift knitting and, and your have, stash and my stash yeah. yes although i've also i bought a couple oh that's true a couple did. skeins of you yarn did. the first one that i am stocking although i haven't knit it yet is called a very generic name women's hand slash wrist warmers and it is by joelle hoverson and it is from the book last minute knitted gifts and i have to say because we're sitting here recording on my laptop browsing patterns on Charlene's iPad, and it's really cool. Technology is an awesome thing. (laughs) It is. It is. And so these mitts, as I mentioned, they're from from a book, but this particular pattern is available for free on a website. And let me see. I'm not sure if it's the author's website or the book's website. It's a great book, too. I've checked it out from the library before. But yeah, the pattern is definitely here. It's on a website called Canadian Living, but there is a link from the Ravelry pattern page. And it is a mitt pattern that is knit at 20 stitches to 4 inches. So a basic worsted wool. You have lots of options at that gauge. And I just haven't knit a pair yet. And the reason I haven't knit a pair is because I got obsessed with these simple garter stitch mitts. <laughs> I there were there were two patterns that I decided to try. One of them was the Joel Hoverson pattern, and I should mention too that this the Joel Hoverson pattern has 1600 projects. That's a lot on of Ravelry. Mitts. That's a lot of mitts. So it looks like it's a good pattern that lots of people are having success with. The other one that I have gotten a little obsessed with is Garter Stitch Mitts, another generic name, by Isolde Teague. And these are exactly what it sounds like. Garter Stitch Mitts, they're knit lengthwise and then kitchenered for a seam that goes from the wrist to the fingertips. And super easy fingerless mitts. You use short rows to shape the thumb. And I think they can be for men or women because there's nothing about them that's overly male or female. They're, right, and Charlene's not only stocking this, she also has some finished objects I do. Of them. I've knit several pairs already for gifts, and I'm just having fun with it. I guess I'm getting a little obsessed with that pattern. I think I've, I've, knit, I've completed three, and I started a fourth that I ended up because I didn't like it in that the yarn. yarn. Yeah. Well, you've passed on your obsession of that pattern to me. And a little <laughs> side note here, Charlene, the yarn store where she works, which is called the Swift Stitch. We've had some questions about that in our group. It's in here in Santa Cruz. And they had a sale, 20% off the week of Thanksgiving. So the day the sale began, I was in the store with Charlene looking at all the different yarn because I wanted to acquire some stash to knit the trefoil cardigan by Gudrun Johnston. And I had purchased my yarn and we were sitting there knitting and I was being a good girl, not looking at any (laughs) more yarn. And Charlene was shopping for the yarn for the garter stitch mitts. And then I said, oh, well, maybe I do need to buy some more yarn so I can knit some for my dad (laughs) for Christmas because I think my father would actually wear those as opposed to anything else I can think of to knit he wouldn't wear. So I will be knitting a pair too. So you'll be, and I believe that there are two sizes on the pattern. There are. So you yes. should you should just be able to knit the the bigger men, size. the generic men's size. Yeah. But you can also since it's knit sideways kind of, you can also wrap it around and see if you need to add extra rows. You yeah. can add extra rows. I think what need I need to. to do is have my mom do some stealth reconnaissance for me <laughs> and hold my dad's hand and get an idea of how uh, big around it is. Okay. And I mean she holds his hand all the time of course, but I don't think she ever consciously is taking notes. Measurements. Of, yeah, yes. exactly. Do my fingers fit around right here? Right. And then I'll know how big I need to make right. them because Mike has really small hands, so I don't uh, think I could use him as a guide. Yeah. Yeah. But the pattern calls for mitts to be knit 
in a Rowan yarn, the Rowan Felted Tweed DK, which I did buy a skein of to complete my first pair, and I really liked using the Felted Tweed DK. Very happy because I'm looking forward to using that for my Tangled Yoke. Mm -hmm. Same yarn, different color, but it was really nice to knit with. Very, very nice. I've since used other yarns for the subsequent pairs, but the Felted Tweed... It's going to be lovely to knit with. I really liked that for the rose red berets that I knit, which are also oh, Ysol de Teague. Okay. Um, oh. That's a pattern by Ysol de Teague as well. Oh. And just yesterday, I was missing my rose red beret, wishing oh. I still had it <laughs> and thinking to myself, oh, Charlene's store still has the sale going on. I should go buy a skein of that yarn. And then I realized, no, one, you told yourself you weren't, weren't going to buy more yarn until stitches. And two, the sale has ended. And three, it's Monday, so the store's closed, so three strikes, you're out. But I will re-knit that beret someday because I miss it. Yeah, yeah. That was the one I tragically lost, fell off my head, right. never found it again. Right. So hopefully there's somebody out there, and Gail and I both have talked, we have this fantasy that one of these days we'll see somebody out in the wild, so yep. to speak, wearing this hat, and we won't ask for it back, but we'll try to take a picture yep. of the wearer. Wearing the hat, <laughs> yes. ideally. Yep, exactly. So are you stocking anything else? The last thing that I just started stocking, and I've stocked this previously, so I'll just mention it really quick, is the Pull Me Over Pullover by Andrea Black. And the reason that I started stocking that again is because of the sweater I'm wearing today, the Dragonflies, namely because of the Merino stretch yarn, which is ideal for pullovers. So since I have 10 skeins coming to me, I was just trying to refresh in my mind, oh, I must have some other pullover yeah. that I want to make, it, it just in case I don't want to make the exact same Dragonflies pullover again, which I may. But now I have an option. <laughs> <laughs> and hi, Andrea. Last episode, I was mentioning the other patterns of Andrea's that I've loved, including Mary Mary, which was a button-up cardigan that I test knit for her. And I forgot to mention the Freya sweater is also oh, by her, okay. which I also have knit during the lifetime of this year's podcast season. <laughs> Great patterns by Andrea. All right, Gail, what are you stocking? Okay, I am stocking only two things because I've so been so busy working and knitting you that have I haven't been. spent as much time stocking. So the first thing I'm stocking is from the new Twist Collective issue, which if you haven't seen it yet, they have some fabulous, fabulous patterns in this ep episode, in this issue, including a new one by Julia Trice, Mind of Winter, who is someone we've talked about on the podcast frequently. The sweater I'm stocking is called Berard, and it's by the designer Glenna C. It's a bottom-up button-front cardigan that has a lot of cable-y goodness. It is seamed, so that would be a good challenge for me to improve and practice my seaming. It also has a shawl collar, which is one of my favorite things with sweaters. If they don't have a cowl neck, I often will go for things with a shawl collar. So I'm really excited about this sweater. And the yarn I already have at home in stash that would work for it is my Cascade 220 Tweed in the natural color that I got when the Swift Stitch had its 40% oh, off yeah. sale. So yeah. it's sitting on my table beckoning to me to swatch, <laughs> but I promised I would finish a bunch of projects before I swatch because I know myself, if I swatch, I'm going to cast on yeah. right away. So I have to finish these other things first. And the second thing I've been stalking for at least three episodes in a row, is still the Lemongrass Pullover by Hokie. <laughs> and one of my online Ravelry friends, Diane, who is Knit Sublime on Ravelry, she just finished one and it is so gorgeous. It The yarn she selected, a little bit out of my price range for this particular sweater right now, but oh, it's so pretty. So she was my inspiration to want to knit it immediately. And I got my Merino stretch de-stash in the mail yesterday. <laughs> but as Charlene and I were sitting here before we turned on the microphone, it's so the Merino stretch will be so good for a pullover yeah. that you want to shape your body. So you want it to not cling to you necessarily, but you want it to stretch to fit your body in a form-fitting sort of way. So I think to use that on lemongrass would be not the ideal yarn and pattern combination yeah. I, so i would agree with that because i think it's just an unusual characteristic 
that the yarn has. It reminds me of Rowan Calmer. Exactly. In that stretchy way. And I think to use that yarn to its advantage, definitely a pullover. Yeah, a pullover yeah. that you want to be shapely as right, opposed to right. lemongrass, which is designed to intentionally not be shapely. Right. <laughs> so I'm back to the drawing board on what yarn to use to, for lemongrass, which means yesterday I was practically panting, thinking, oh, I could cast on for it. I could, I could swatch for it right now, tonight, and then cast on for it. But again, well, I have those projects to finish. You could swatch for it just to see. I could. I, mean, I could, but I know... You'll need to swatch... Whatever yarn I anyway. get for it, right? Well, you'll, you'll need to swatch this yarn anyway, so it might be good. You could swatch different size needles just to see what fabric you like, because one of the... One of the things I noticed about the Ravelry page for this yarn is that they listed, I think bulky. it's chunky or something bulky, like that, yeah. something like that, which I have never been able to knit it at that gauge. It's too loose for me. So you never know. So if you want to swatch it, see what kind of fabric you like, then you know what gauge you like, then you can more... Pick a project based more on that easily fabric. eliminate gauge, eliminate patterns that are That's not true. to the correct gauge. That's true. But that would require me to sit down and actually swatch with multiple needle sizes instead of sure. knit on a project. So right. exactly. not likely to happen in the near future. But that was an exciting yarn acquisition slash, you know, pattern shopping right. based on the acquisition. But we were discussing another pattern option that I haven't had time to stock because we just discussed it. The February ladies sweater pullover version it's beautiful and i've had it in my queue for a long time and this yarn might be perfect for that absolutely I have perfect wanted to knit that one too and i'm gonna have to go look at the yarn requirements for that because i still have as we were just talking about the madeline tosh dk in magenta which is gorgeous which is begging for a project yeah that so. could be a perfect combination mm -hmm. for that yeah that might be so we're stalking on the fly <laughs> as we record we're stalking okay now what are you knitting this week well currently in my hands is my stripy scarf which i mentioned i think on the last episode where i have five different colors of madeline tosh mcn sport that i'm alternating this just makes me so happy because the colors are so vibrant and it sits next to my desk when I work and whenever I have a few moments on a call or something like that that I can knit, I just have so much fun knitting a stripe. I'm doing 10 rows of each color stripe and it's just super pretty. And when it was sunny last week, it was sitting in the sun right next to me and just <laughs> making me happy to look at it. So it's my round and round knitting that I don't have to pay attention to. But other things I'm knitting, I have never in my life had so many projects on the needles at wow. once. I was looking, I have my spot where I sit at the end of the couch. Right. And right in front of me on the coffee table is my mound of knitting. I have organized everything into project bags with the associated needles, pattern, etc. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. I have five project bags wow. sitting there, plus my opposite pole on top of it all that's not in a bag, mm -hmm. plus the scarf that's usually at my desk in my room. So... <laughs> It's out of control. Usually <laughs> I might have two, maybe three projects at the most. Right now I think I have six or seven. Wow. So still working on Opposite Pole by Hohi. Love it. I completed all of the wedges last night. So now I just have to kitchener together the skirt of the sweater and then the sleeves. So that's my project when I get home today after work is I'm going to kitchener and then start my sleeves tonight because the deadline for her knit along is December 1st. So mm. I only have a few days to knit some <laughs> sleeves. It's a good thing it's Aran weight yarn. But I'm loving how pretty that is. I can't wait to talk about it next episode. I also cast on in the last two weeks for the Wooly Wormhead Mystery Hat Knit Along. Now, the hat has now been published and named. It's called In Circle. And I have not looked at the pictures because no. I'm trying to be diligent about making it a mystery for myself. I've only finished the brim. And then you pick up stitches from the brim and work up. And it includes cables and such. But 
I am so not a mystery knitter. I am not anymore. <laughs> this is my first ever mystery knit along. I'm so particular. I need to know what it is that I'm making. <laughs> you know, maybe I should look at the picture now. Now that it's out, maybe I should. Because if I don't like it or if I can modify it somehow, I can do that that's, before. That's exactly it. It's like, I think I will. If, what if I wanted to do it a different way? Or what if? <laughs> I think I'm going to. Because picking up the stitches on the brim to knit the top of the hat is driving me bonkers which is why it's been sitting there yeah it's like 150 stitches you have to pick up and it's it wasn't easy for me to pick up the stitches because Mm -hmm. of the tools i had at the time so anyways that's one work in progress so that was two opposite pole woolly wormhead mystery hat which i am knitting that hat in candy skein yarn hi tammy and the base is juicy sport in the color blue bubblegum and that yarn is fabulous it is so springy and bouncy and bright and beautiful i am thrilled with this yarn so candy skein the other things i'm knitting mitting knitting i was looking at the mitts on my list and it came out knitting the other two things i'm knitting i'm knitting two pairs of mitts and one of them is a swap gift so i can't mention it other than to say i'm knitting it and i'm cast i've cast on for my dad's garter stitch mitts by isolda which charlene just mentioned and working on the scarf and in hibernation are my ruth's tea which Mm -hmm. i talked about last episode and the softy that i'm making for max the big idea for that was to finish it the day after thanksgiving because we usually do a family craft day the day after thanksgiving however my 13-year-old convinced me to go Black Friday shopping with her <laughs> on Friday instead. Oh, my gosh. So my mother, my 10-year-old son, and Josie, my 13-year-old daughter, and I all went Black Friday shopping instead of crafting. Oh, wow. And we had a really good time. We hit it right when the crowds were very, very minimal. We got a lot of successful shopping accomplished and got home and had a great afternoon. So <laughs> despite the fact I didn't finish Max's softy right it was a good day and happy belated thanksgiving and other holidays to any of you listening who have celebrated holidays in the last two weeks so that was my very lengthy what am i knitting (laughs) so what have you finished well i'm glad you said that because what have i finished and what i have been knitting are the same thing this week because (laughs) i uh, just like you didn't do what are you knitting i started but i've finished everything and i've only this I'm, well, I'm knitting right now at this moment remains of some worsted white wool into a garter stitch square, which I am going to felt for a pot holder. So nothing could be simpler. That is so funny. I have an abundance of things on the needles. You have well, that's one what I was tiny th- thing. Apparently, Gail and I are handling holiday it's not necessarily stress, just the oncoming holiday, everything that we have going, we're mm-hmm. handling it really differently. But this is what happens to me in December. And I've always been curious if it happens to other people. And obviously it doesn't happen to you. But in December, and I guess November too, there's just so much going on that I tend to gravitate towards small projects. And it happens every year. I've noticed it. And I think it's just not necessarily stressed, just that there's a lot going on. And then the little gift knitting things that mm-hmm. I like to do as well drive that as well. But you're smart though, because I think that my, the sense of stress and overwhelming need to get stuff done because <laughs> of the holidays has caused me to cast on more <laughs> than rather than finish things. I feel like my usual knitting time is being eaten up by other tasks right now for example i had to actually wrap presents last night because my sister is coming to visit this weekend and i'm either going to have to mail packages or send them home with her so everything has to be sparsely wrapped okay so aside from the easy simple felted pot holder (laughs) I have completed two of these snowball hats. Now, the snowball hat is a pattern by Katie Himmelberg, which was originally published in the fall 2007 Interweave Knits. And we talked I did, about that last We talked about episode, it last right? episode, yeah. and we 
kind of chuckled about the gigantic snowball pom-pom <laughs> on top, which I did not add to the top. I think that it would be so heavy. Yeah. It if would... you did it as big as the picture, it certainly would be. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But anyway, I think the hats came out really cute. They are even super cute. the snowball pom-pom on top. I'm very happy with those. I've made two. I made one that was made out of the remaining half skein from my Lucy hat, and then one that was knit in some worsted worsted weight scraps that I had, which I'm also using for the felted potholder now. <laughs> now, are you keeping either of those for yourself, or are they both gifts? I think I'm going to keep this one. I've already worn it once. This ah. is the one that's knit in the Onyx DK Madeline twist. Tosh DK Twist. Yeah. Unfortunately, it's also the same color as my Lucy hat. So I have two color, uh, two hats that are the same color, but they're completely style, they're different, completely different yeah. style. This one's more like a and beanie I when don't, you put it on, right? Yes, yeah. it is. It's yeah, very small, and I really like it. I think I'll probably keep that one. The other one, I haven't decided what I'm going to do with. It's either going to go into the gift stash or the charity hat pile. See, the charity hat, my own... My concern always with those is if it will felt. That's true. Yeah, because That's it's true. That's a good yarn. point because most of the ones that I do put in that pile are the washable wool ones, right. as you suggested. So, good point. I don't know. We'll see. Gift stash. I gift have been stash, yeah. Whittling down my gift stash. I am so <laughs> happy with myself. That's great. That's great. So, two snowball hats. Two and... snowball hats. And then I have also made four pairs of those garter stitch mitts you that I mentioned. You finished four oh, pairs actually, already? I started four pairs. I've finished three. Oh, my gosh. One, one pair I'm, I classified on Ravelry as an UGG, and it's going to get ripped. I made one mitt, and I just didn't like the way it looked in that yarn. Okay. It was leftover... I can't remember what it's called, but it was that Swedish yarn, and I feel like it was just too textured for the mitt. I don't know. It may not be. You know, I haven't ripped it yet. I'll pull it out oh, yeah, another time. Oh, yeah, show me before I go. I'll pull it out another time, and it might just be me being particular. Okay. <laughs> but three pairs of those, I really wow. like. Yeah, they're really fast, very, very fast. Well, yeah, because you bought the yarn for that. A week ago Sunday, which was mm -hmm. nine days ago. Mm -hmm. So in that amount of time, you've knit 3.5 pairs of those mitts and one of the snowball hats? Mm -hmm. Or did you have Something them both like done? Something like that. I can't wow. remember. It might, nice. You know what? I might have had the snowball hats done at that well, point. Well, I know you had the burgundy-ish one done. I don't remember if you had yeah, the black I don't one remember finished either. or not. I don't remember. Very cool. But the one that I made in the Rowan Felted Tweed DK is probably the nicest because the yarn is just slightly fuzzy and it feels really good on your hands. The second pair that I made, also for a gift, I used Rowan Cash Soft DK, and it's a slightly smaller gauge yarn because these are going to a child. So I didn't have to adjust the pattern at all. I just made them in a smaller yarn, and it worked really well. And was that yarn just as dreamy to knit with as it Actually, it's really like nice. It I like yeah. that yarn. I've used it before. And I really like it. It's I was a good yarn. fondling it in the store when Charlene was shopping for her yarn. And I said, <laughs> oh my gosh, this is soft. Yeah, I really like it. And then the last pair I made was made in some Noro crayon I had, which I had talked about when we first oh, started the skirt. podcast. It, I have four skeins of this one colorway, and I was kind of thinking that I might use it for a lane splitter. If I remember the pattern correctly, I also would need a solid color. Right. I, think, I seem to, to remember mix you in with were it looking because for a solid color, right? The, the only reason that I've never been able to get over that hump and move towards that project is because it four skeins of Noro Crayon is not much. Okay. <laughs> and I could never believe it was quite enough for a skirt, even though you also mix it with the other yarn. I don't know. But, but now here's you have an, less than four skeins. Now I have less than four skeins, <laughs> which is fine. I'm going to continue to make it for, continue to make a couple more pairs of mitts out of it just oh. to use it up and have those either for gifts for this year or gift stash. I don't know. So but how much of a ball of curion did it take for anybody out there who's listening and who has a ball took, and stash? Well, okay. 
Or is it on your project page? It is, well, I may not have put it on my project page, but here's an interesting fact when I started with the crayon. Now these were all brand new skeins, still had the wrapper on, I wound them, and the Noro crayon is supposed to be 50 grams, 110 yards. Okay. All four of my skeins were short. Really? Yeah. Well, I weighed. I weighed them all. I I like to weigh my yarn before I start when I make small projects like hats or mitts so that I can determine how much I actually used so that if I make another one and I want to use scraps, I know approximately how I can figure out approximately the yardage based on the weight. Right. So all these skeins are supposed to be 50 grams, 110 yards. They were all short. Two of them were 45 grams. Well, that's significant. That's significant, yeah. I think. And two of them were 47. Now, I don't... My scale could possibly not be perfect. I use it for everything else, and it's fairly accurate. Boy, so I don't know that it, very strange. I don't, I went and looked at comments from other people and there were so many comments about this yarn that I didn't want to read through to see if that had happened to anybody else. So I don't know if it has. Well, the but, resulting mitts are really pretty because they're knit lengthwise, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. top to bottom. So right. you're, you're knitting basically from the wrist up to the fingertips, back and forth. Right, so the, the stripes. color changes, stripes, if you will, go from the fingertips to the wrist and then around. And it worked out really nicely. I was a little bit worried at first that because you kitchener it together, perhaps there would be an obvious seam there because mm -hmm. of a color change, but it didn't work out that way. It worked out great. Good. And so. can you approximate how much? Was it a skein? Less than a skein? More than a skein? I think I used 30 grams for each mitt. Oh, per mitt. Okay. Per so mitt. Yeah. Because I, least... I used partials of two balls. Okay. So you'd need at least two skeins. Right. Unless right. you were going to knit them Unless a little shorter. Unless you made them a little shorter, yeah. which is a definite possibility. Okay. Interesting. So, that's what I've finished. I have only finished one thing. I finished the Four Good Hat, which is a pattern by Megan Williams. It has a good backstory. So if you're interested in a good hat pattern, go read about her Four Good Hats. I knit mine with a deep stash ball of Cascade 220 Quattro, which is a blend of black, green, and two different colors of blue all plied together. And I knew when I picked up the ball of yarn that it was not going to do justice to the pattern because you simply can't see <laughs> the stitch definition and pattern because of all the colors of the yarn. Mm -hmm. And again, I knew that when I started it. It's for my great-grandfather, or my grandfather, my children's great-grandfather. And he has a pretty big noggin, so I knit the biggest size. The pattern has a really cute little button tab. I did not do the button tab because... My grandfather's not a button tab kind of guy, <laughs> but I will knit the pattern again, and I will do the button tab on the next version, but it has a very cute, just a, a ribbed cuff, cuff brim, and then there's a, you, you bind off, and then you pick up stitches along the edge of the brim, and then knit up from there, so it has a nice little, it almost looks like a vertical braid that separates the ribbing from the rest of the hat, and then the rest of the hat has a really cool chevron type of pattern going on in it which again is hard to see in my version but i really enjoyed the pattern it was a very nice knit and i still have at least a quarter if not a third of a ball left over mm -hmm. of that skein of yarn and i again knit the biggest size <laughs> of the hat so i was surprised i had so much extra yarn but i'm very happy with the pattern and that's the only thing I finished. So one Christmas gift. Well, actually, I've, so I finished two Christmas gifts. There are three more on the needles right now. And then I should be done with Christmas knitting because I did do a dive into my gift stash of finished objects. Um, and one, two, three, three items are going into the mail next week. 
one of them is going to one of the teachers this year. Mm-hmm. So at least four things are moving out of my gift That's stash great. into the hands of other hopefully appreciative recipients. So I'm very excited about that. That's great. Yeah, I have one teacher that one of my sons is going to pick out something from the gift stash for. So and that's not it comes in useful. It does. <laughs> we went to Max's parent teacher conference last week and his teacher is a knitter and she oh, is right. a shopper at the local yarn shop where Charlene works and she was wearing a sweater she had knit from Noro Yarn. And first thing after we greeted each other, I said, oh, did you knit your sweater? And she said, yes, I did. And she said, did you knit yours? And I said, yes, I was wearing my Laika. And she was overwhelmed, so impressed with my knitting skills. And I said, it's really not that hard. You could do it if you wanted to. So it was kind of cute. We were admiring each other. Yeah, Yeah, it was fun. So she will get a knit gift this year. I think I'm actually going to gift her my jeweled cowl. Oh, nice. That's in the Madeline Tosh Prairie. Yeah. It's a deep, dark, beautiful green, and I love it, but I don't ever wear it. So uh, I'm going to wash it and gift it to her, yeah. although Max declared, that's too bright for her. She only wears browns. <laughs> and I said, well, the sweater she was just wearing when I went to your parent-teacher conference was very colorful. Yeah, it was not brown, but he he's shaking his head at me, and he's mm. pretty good with colors, so I might need to listen to him after <laughs> all. I don't know. I haven't decided. But still, it's nice to use the gift stash. It makes me feel yeah, good. Yeah, I love it, too. All right, so we have a feature segment today, don't we? Yes, we do. You want to introduce it? 2012, well, the year 2012, Knitting Lessons Learned. Yeah, what did we learn from our (laughs) knitting in 2012? So it's kind of a summary of things you've heard us talk about on the podcast so far this year. But we're hoping that our knitting faux pas might help you (laughs) avoid them in the future. And feel free to laugh. Please laugh because we're (laughs) laughing at ourselves as we talk about these things. Kind of like last episode when I was talking about thinking I needed to to pearl the entire lining of that cow. (laughs) Holy smokes. What was I thinking? Yeah. Although I don't, I can't really find a way to make my first knitting lesson learned funny. Well, it because doesn't have to be funny. It's not it can't just be a, a, ter- a learning slash yeah, teaching it's, moment. It's not necessarily funny because it's not even necessarily a new lesson, but it's something that I have to impress upon myself and I try to impress upon my knitting students and basically anyone. It's just that if you don't like it while you're knitting it, rip it out that's my second lesson is that your second my number two it's 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 important it is important if you if you you don't don't like it now like it you're not gonna knit it after you've knit 10 more rounds or 12 more rounds or 12 more inches that's what charlene always tells me and i've finally learned (laughs) to ask myself that question while i'm knitting a project right right so like i said it's not a new lesson but i think it is important enough to repeat and also the fact that it happened to me on my 2012 New Year's project. Oh. So that's why I went back and I was starting to look at everything that I've knit in 2012 to see what have I learned this year. And my first project was a fail. It was a fail, not because of the yarn, which was the county yarn do you remember the long color changing i love that county county uh effect yeah something something, like that it's a foreign word right but it has long color changes really beautiful yarn and i picked a shawl pattern called the boneyard shawl by stephen west which there when i looked at this yesterday when i was making my notes there are actually 38 out of 3,000 shawls knit in this yarn. Wow. And those shawls actually look really nice. So I don't know if I just didn't like my yarn combo. I don't know. Maybe my yarn just didn't start out. Maybe I didn't knit far enough. But for whatever reason, I didn't like the combo. And even though I really love the idea of starting a new project on January 1st. I don't know why. It's a thing that I like to do for myself. Self-indulgent knitting after the holidays. Yeah, it's just a treat I like to do. I love the idea of starting a new project on January 1st. Maybe it has something to do with that saying. People always say start the new year 
as you want it to go on, something oh, like that. Have right. you heard that? I don't know exactly <laughs> what the that's, saying is, yeah, but I get it. Yeah, that's not exact. There's probably a prettier way to say it, but that's the meaning. Right. And there's something just very nice about starting a new project on January 1st. I've always felt that way. I haven't always been able, historically, to start a new project on January 1st, but this past year... I was able to, and it was really sad for me to have to admit that that indeed was a fail. I don't even but remember you knitting that. You don't? No. <laughs> I may not have knit it for very long. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't remember that at all. And I guess I should say that the one exception to that rule is if you think the project might be giftable. So in that case, you have to look at the reason why you don't like the project. Right. Is it a suitable project? Is it actually an okay combo of yarn and pattern? And perhaps personally, you don't, you just don't like it, which I think was this case. I think I just personally didn't like it. I think the people that have knit those, the combination of the county yarn and the boneyard shawl, I thought their shawls were really beautiful. beautiful. <laughs> So I don't know. You never know. So I could have continued on and probably had a nice gift for somebody. But for whatever reason, I was, I am looking for another project for that. And the interesting thing is that in my notes for the project page, I wrote down what I thought I wanted to do with that yarn. And over the course of this year, I had completely forgotten, forgotten about that. And every time I look at that yarn sitting in my stash, I think, oh, I have to figure out what to make with that yarn. And since I wrote it down, now I have an idea. So maybe I'll That's try, it, idea. try it again next year, 2013, because that yarn's been sitting in deep stash for a long for time. For a while. Yeah. 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 So that was a bonus. And <laughs> yeah, then you get to re-knit with the yarn. So. Or you consider that another lesson learned too. Just always write down your notes. <laughs> I should do that in everyday life. I swear. I will. I will wake up in the morning with some brilliant idea and have forgotten oh, it by the yeah. time I eat breakfast. Yeah, yeah, it's that horrifying to me too. So on the same note, I had that. I said it's item number two <clears throat> in my lessons that I've learned. If you aren't enjoying it, rip it out. Yeah. And that happened to me very recently. You may have noticed that the work in progress, my Teji Tay shawl oh, right. fell off the radar. That's right. because That's I right. ripped it out. I was knitting on it when we were driving to my mother-in-law's and it is garter stitch vertical stripes for the triangular part body of the shawl. And then you knit on a lace edging, two colors. And I was about a quarter of the way through the garter stitch stripes and not enjoying knitting it at mm. all. Loved the yarn. It's my Canon hand eyes uh, inspired by Downton Abbey colorways. Yeah. Loved the combination of the colors. And you do. You love that yarn. So that's why you have to that really make it reasons, into something right. that you love. And it looked pretty. I mean, the two colors looked beautiful together, but I was not feeling the garter stitch love. <laughs> and I just... As I was knitting it in the car, I was thinking, oh my gosh, I'm only about a quarter of the way through this garter stitch. I have so much oh, more to go and the through. rows get longer and longer before they get shorter. Ah! So I think I texted Charlene from the car <laughs> and she said, you know, if you don't like it now, are you going to like it anymore when you finish it? And I thought, no. And I started ripping it right away in the car. And my husband looked over and said, what are you doing? And I said, I don't like this anymore. So I'm taking it out. And he said, good for you. You get to knit with that yarn again. <laughs> there's, so There's... Gail and I have talked about this too. Sometimes the way you feel about a project when you're knitting it somewhat gives a vibe. The inanimate object. Yeah. A vibe, a feeling. You know, we just, we have a, I don't, we don't like that project for right. some reason. We hold something against it. Yeah. <laughs> I have one particular sweater that I'm trying to gift, and I haven't found the right recipient yet. Charlene mm. won't take it because she has too many sweaters, too. And it's a sweater that I knit while my middle daughter was in a hospital. And it was my oh, knitting while right. she was recovering, and it has horrible memories associated with it. And I've tried to wear it a couple times, and it's a beautiful sweater, but every time I put it on, I just have this heavy, overwhelming sense to it. That 
emotion yeah. has transferred itself, itself to the garment. Absolutely. <laughs> so that yes, that sweater will find a new home once yeah. I find because it's a beautiful sweater. It is. It's really pretty. She even has beads on the edge. Yep. It's really nice. So yes, absolutely. My and I think that that's true for a lot of knitters because you know you have the prayer shawls people knit and right. charity things that's people true. knit for. You know, you while you're knitting something, I often think about the recipient if it's right. a gift and I know the recipient. Or if it's for charity, try to, you know, knit good feelings right. and things into what I'm knitting. So right. the reverse makes sense, too. If you're yeah. going through a hard time, you're going to associate that mm. with every this thing you've been <laughs> holding in your hands and working on while you were feeling these feelings. So what could a lesson from that be, though? You have to give away everything that you knit when you're stressed? No, I don't <laughs> think that's necessarily it because some stressful lessons are good lessons that we should right. keep. So somehow you have to find a way to turn that into a positive when you're knitting it yes. so that you can have good feelings associated with that. I don't know. Well, That's or in my case, the sweater I'm referring to, if there had been a way, we were in a hospital in a foreign country and I don't know the names of the nurses. I would never be able to get a hold of them yeah. now. But there was one nurse in particular who was extremely helpful because she spoke some English. Uh -huh. And it was an immense help to me and to Josie that right. she was there. And had I finished it in time and known what I know now, I could have gifted it right. to her at the time. Right. But in hindsight, there's no way to get right. it to her. And there is no one in that town who I have good memories of who right. I wanted to go to, you know. <laughs> but if... I think looking back on it, one of my goals would have been, or in the future would be, get the contact information for someone yeah. or something like that. That's so, a good lesson learned. Yeah. yeah. How can you, at the moment when you're knitting something, identify the emotions, know if they're going to be positive or negative, and act on them at that time. Yeah, and I think I've learned that over yeah. the years. I think I easily now could, <laughs> if I was, like if I, the scarf I'm knitting right now, if I was having some kind of personal tragedy, I would, one, either want these happy colors to make me feel better right. and knit that into it somehow, mm -hmm. or two, know, oh my gosh, I'm never going to be able to hold this scarf and feel good about it. Mm. So who can I give it to who's helping me through this time yeah. right now? Yeah. And I, I do think a lot of knitters do that. I, I have heard so many stories about knitters sitting in waiting rooms in hospitals mm -hmm. and then gifting their project to a caregiver right which just brings and tears it, to yeah, my eyes and warms you, my yeah. heart so <laughs> well and that's one of the things about this sweater is i have to be very careful about the recipient when i eventually gift it to someone mm. because i don't want the negative connotations i have from the sweater to be passed on to right. anyone and i don't think that they're in you know inherently in <laughs> right. the fiber right but i do think that like when I finally told you, oh, well, that's yeah, the sweater I knew yeah. when Josie was in the hospital. I don't want the recipient to necessarily know that. Oh, I could I tell you because right. you're a good friend and you <laughs> were there when I was going through it. But... And all the hundreds of people listening. <laughs> well, yeah, but you know what I mean. You know what I mean. It's not, I know. I know. <laughs> I, wouldn't, I wouldn't just say to someone, oh, here, I want you to have the sweater. Right. Oh, by the way. Right. Right. So yeah. that's something yeah. I would take care not yeah. to do. Okay. So my next one starts with a question and Gail and I have talked this talked about this before it's do you list your Uggs and I'm making quotation marks on Ravelry and if you it's in the Ravelry if selection you look at the in your pet project page right on your project page you have a selection to say whether your project is hibernating or Finished, completed it's status that's yeah. what it is it's a little status bar and you can say whether it's in hibernation or one of the options is an ug now do you list your uggs on ravelry and of course before ravelry none of us listed our uggs so who knows how many uggs <laughs> we all have out there but even for me for a long time if i started a project such as the mitts that I knit this past week that I did not like the combo of yarn and pattern, or even my Boneyard Shawl by Stephen West, I did ultimately did not like the combination of the yarn and pattern. There was a part of me that just felt like, well, that's not really a project. It doesn't deserve the status of a project page. But 
what I have learned. And I think this is really important. This is this is a really good lesson for me is that my UG can then be another knitter's helpful notes. Yes, I agree with that. Because I if everybody who had an UG and made it into a project page put the exact reason why you didn't like this project. Is it a yarn issue? Is it a pattern issue? Is it a combination of the both? Is it a personal choice issue? You just don't like the way it looks. That might help somebody else who's either using the yarn or the pattern or the combination of the two. I agree. So yeah, so I try to put it down. Always a reason. I don't think I have on some recent ones, but I will go back and put those in because it it will help somebody else. And Uggs don't necessarily, I should mention this too, aren't necessarily in completed projects. You can have a completed project that is also an UG. So if you have one of those, that really could be helpful to somebody else to know why you went through the entire process of completing this project and counted it as an UG. I think a lot of times when somebody gets to the end of the project and has completed it and it becomes an UG, a lot of times it's a sizing issue. Mm -hmm. And it's not necessarily a problem with the yarn or the pattern. It's just that it didn't fit the intended recipient. (laughs) Buttercup. (laughs) Yes, I would agree with that. Although the question for me then would be, do you leave it as an UG or do you put it into ripped status if you've ripped it back right. out? Because that's what I did with Buttercup. Right. I guess you just have that choice. But I do look at people's ripped projects. And if I'm stalking a project, a pattern that I want to knit, I will also look at the ripped things and see why yes. did they rip it. Because yes. often it's due to a mismatch in the yarn right. and the pattern or something right. like that. Or because the fit's weird and it the fit was weird on a lot of people. So you can kind of generalize, oh, well, my body's about the same as theirs. So that fit issue might carry over to me as well. Right. So, right. So, yeah, I think that's, I think it's a good thing. Any and all information that you can put about why it didn't work to help other Ravelers, good thing. (laughs) Yeah, I think that's true about, I'm taking much more careful attention with my projects now and keeping much better notes on my mm-hmm, project pages mm-hmm. so that people can look at it and I, yeah. yeah like I'm in terms of yarn weights I'm yeah, weighing most I of my yarn too. before and after so people have a really good idea of how much yeah. yarn it took for me I've always kept track of the type of yarn and the needles I've used but I'm trying especially if I do modifications list the modifications yeah. I've made and things like that so that if someone else has read my project notes it might be useful for them yeah. my I guess I'm obsessive about yarn weight. My favorite thing is when people put exactly how much their projects weigh. That's what I've been doing. I I do too. And I love that. I just love that because then you can figure out exactly the yardage. And if you are trying to make the same project in the same yarn, it's oh so helpful. Well, (laughs) and not only that, but now that I have more of a partial stash, Mm -hmm. you know, partial skeins of yarn, that's really useful to see because... If I don't have enough of one yarn, can I, you know, make it striped right. or can I, you know, right. it gives me a better idea of what I can do with the yarn I actually have in stash. Yeah, absolutely. So that's a good one. Yeah. So one of my big lessons that I've learned in 2012 is to alternate skeins. I don't like yeah. to do it because it's tedious. However, I learned that lesson in Buttercup as well as some other projects. So when I was talking about the Amand vest, I said that I actually laid the yarn down and looked at the mm-hmm. colors and one skein was darker. So I intentionally used it for the button band fronts of the vest. I've been trying to be much more aware of yarn colors and any variation that might exist. So my new rule for myself <laughs> is if it didn't come from the same dye lot in a manufactured yarn mm-hmm. that is all the same because of a dye lot, if it's not that category, if it's something that was hand dyed, I alternate skeins. I do not even mess around anymore. Yeah. Malabrigo, <laughs> Madeline Tosh, anything I buy from an indie dyer, I'm just going to alternate I, skeins. I love the look too of alternating skeins. I alternated skeins with my Malabrigo Rios on my Rocky Coast cardigan. Mm-hmm. And there was something about 
the alternating skeins that made it look so different from my swatch when I had swatched using one skein in the pattern the sweater in that particular color I don't know it just really bounced it came alive it it, it seemed more lit up so sometimes there's a benefit <laughs> well that's an unexpected benefit that's a carryover lesson too mm. is to swatch with different Oh, see, I didn't even think about that. Swatching, alternating. I did not even think about that. So depending on the <laughs> yarn, I mean, I don't think a tonal yarn would be as useful to alternate skeins in your swatch as a variegated yarn. Yeah. Malabrigo, I think of more as variegated for most of their colorways, as opposed to the tonal stuff that I tend to gravitate toward. Mm -hmm. So that was a big lesson that I learned. Alternate skeins, even though it's not as not as simple as knitting with one skein at a time and yeah. i also learned because what i had been trying to do was you'd get to the very last bit of your skein and then you'd start to alternate for a few rows as that last skein ends ends and the next one is starting mm -hmm. but even that i don't think is enough of an of alternating skeins to mm -hmm. make it really be less visible to the eye if i'm making <laughs> that clear and our eyes are a lot more particular than the casual observer. But I, I see it more too. in pictures too. I, I see it in pictures Yeah, I can too. stand there yeah. and stare at a sweater and not see a color difference and then take it outside and take a picture oh, of it, yeah. look at the picture and say, oh my gosh, how yeah. did I not see that? Yeah. So yeah. I think different lights, different perspectives, all can make a difference in the color you see when you're looking at a finished or in progress object. Definitely, definitely. Any others? The only other one is a really small one and I don't have any direct examples but just color help get color help take somebody to the store with you when you're trying to decide on a color what colors I love I love picking colors but I'm also not very decisive at it and as Gail knows I have picked I have picked out two colors of a particular yarn and just been absolutely unable to make a decision on my own until I walk over to my knitting group and I say, here, which color is better for me? And I hold one skein up to my face for a few minutes and then I hold the other skein up to my face and I say, which color? And I've learned that that really helps. It is. It's very useful to get second, third, fourth yeah. opinions. I always think that I can pick by myself, but it's nice to get other opinions especially nice objective to, ones yeah it's good to have your own color feelings verified and it's also good to have somebody else say oh no this is a great color on you this makes you look so much better than or this color makes you look washed out don't go with that color. right i've done that with the knitting group too because yeah. i remember when we were picking out Spud and Chloe Fine one day for mm -hmm, featherweights, mm -hmm. there was the really light gray that you ended right. up getting and the darker gray I ended up getting. And I really preferred the light gray when I was looking at it. But when I asked everybody's opinions, they said, oh, no, 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 go with the darker right. gray. It's much better with right. your eyes and everything. And I ended up actually, even though I listened to everybody's opinion, I didn't end up wanting to knit that as a sweater. Mm -hmm. So I knit it with, you know, I knit other things yeah. with it. But yeah. I think going with your gut it's helpful, but the objective opinions are too. So it's even really though nice. for that particular sweater, I might have been better off just going with my get, but then again, yeah. I might have knit the whole sweater and put it on <laughs> and said, oh my gosh, they were right. I should have listened. <laughs> so I bring my son with me when I really um, need color help because yeah. he's a master with color. It's yeah. amazing. Yeah. So those are all of mine. Do you have any more? I do have two other short ones one if you're not we already said if you don't like it rip it out well mm -hmm. that goes for any kind of pattern stitching you're doing as well like i in particular do not like garter stitch i try <laughs> so hard to like it and every time i knit something in garter stitch i'm so bored that now, i just can't okay, stand it okay so it's the process of garter stitch you don't like or the look of garter stitch you i don't, don't like. like the look Oh, okay. on myself personally yeah. i don't like the look of reverse stockinette on myself either right. so i don't like the bumps apparently oh, okay so i don't know if it's looking at it i don't know if it's texturally with my fingers i'm not sure mm -hmm. exactly what it is but 
knitting in garter stitch drives me crazy. <laughs> so what am I going to do? I'm going to cast on garter stitch mitts, stitch mitts. But I'm hoping they're so they're small. small. Exactly. So I don't think it's going to drive me to want to stab myself in the eyes with my needles. And the other, well, and that goes for people. Some people don't like knitting lace. Some right. people don't like knitting cables. You know, all sorts of different stitch patterns come into mind here. A lot of people There's complain so about linen stitch. of knitting. So, yeah, don't yeah. knit something you don't enjoy. Yeah, and Knitting's supposed to be fun. Yeah, and if you're just <laughs> starting a project and maybe it's a sweater or maybe it's a big scarf and you, like I, in my first quarter of the way through Tejete, knew okay, I'm going to detest knitting this if mm. I keep going. So you've just started a sweater. Even if you love the pattern and you really want that sweater, if it's driving you crazy to knit it, <laughs> maybe not a great match. It might be a project that sits there for a exactly. long time. And same with the yarn too, like Warriston, which I'm wearing right now. It took right. me a long time to knit it because I wasn't enjoying like the yarn. The yarn yeah. But I like the end result like so much, maybe result, I'll knit with so, it again. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. And then the last little note I have was I personally don't like the contiguous sleeve method on oh, my really? own body. Oh. So I've only knit one contiguous sleeve project, and it was with a heavyweight yarn. Yeah. So that could have a lot to do with it because it gives me a very boxy, military-looking stance in right. the sweater. I adore the sweater. I wear the sweater all the time, yeah. but it's not very flattering. Huh. So I'm not in a big hurry to knit contiguous sleeve projects. Hmm. I don't think they're as flattering on me, but that's just a personal thing. You know? <laughs> Everybody else, everybody's body is different. So, yeah. All right. So we have just a couple thank yous. I, this was a very funny thing. I was de-stashing some yarn and Stephanie, who is stringy girl on Ravelry, was listening to our podcast yeah. and saw that I'd put something up on a de-stash and she contacted me right away and said it was a Gale moment. I was listening <laughs> to you and I saw your de-stash pop up at the same time. Oh, it was very funny. So we went back and forth for a little while with PMs and that was entertaining. <laughs> I also wanted to say hi to all my Porchy friends out there who are listening. Thank you so much for listening. And we your wanted... what friends? Porchy. It's a group on Ralph. Oh, okay. I'm part of. The knit along. So we're still targeting January 1st for the start of our self-indulgent knit along. Yes. And Charlene was talking about maybe doing her tangled yoke. I think I'm finally going to knit my tangled yoke cardigan, which I have mentioned, and it's from that same 2007 magazine. <laughs> so I really should get around to making it. It's good that it's not a type of sweater that has gone out of style. It's yes, kind of a true, timeless huh? sweater. But everybody who's made it loves it. And now I know I love the yarn and I already have the yarn. So That's I huge. think that will be my contribution to the knit along. And I think I am going to do the orange sweater. Ooh, I'm ninety percent sure. The steak still scares me. So <laughs> as long as you promise to hold my hand when it's time to steak, I think I can do it. So that's my target right now. And I will open a thread in our group. Now that it's almost December first yeah, already, and we can start can start talking exactly. about it and thinking about it. Yeah, toss out project ideas and patterns and yarn suggestions and. And do you other... want to just briefly say what it is, what the focus of the knit along is? Because they don't have to make sweaters. It doesn't right. have to be a sweater. There is no specific object you need to knit. Just like our fingering weight knit along this last summer was very open-ended. All you had to do was knit with fingering weight yarn. This one, all you have to do is knit something for yourself. We don't care what it <laughs> we is. Don't care we what don't care what is, yarn no. you use. We don't care what the parameters are. As long as you're doing something that's self-indulgent and you're knitting it for yourself. Yeah. Reward yourself for all the hard work that you've done over the holidays because we all do it and knit something fun for yourself. And hopefully start it on January 1st or very close to. Right, and the reason for that, as Charlene described earlier, is the idea of kicking off a new year mm -hmm. with a new project and new good thoughts for the new year. Right. So that's right. when we're kicking off the knit along. And I think I mentioned last podcast that if you have dreams of a self-indulgent yarn you may want to knit with <laughs> that maybe is not in your budget at the moment, but you could put it on your Christmas list or a holiday <laughs> gift list if you celebrate any gift-giving holidays, then maybe you could get a gift certificate from a loved one or something like that yeah. to contribute to yeah. the January 1st cast-on date. And just make it fun. Yeah. You and know, we're casual. Just make it fun. <laughs> yep. And one project per person like we did last time. So again, doesn't matter what you knit, but one per person, and we'll start a chat thread, and then starting mm -hmm. sometime in January, we will start a finished objects thread, and there 
Was there anything else we wanted stitches. to mention? Stitches. We wanted to mention oh, stitches right. since Barb and Tracy have already put it out there. When we met with Barb and Tracy a few weeks ago, we talked about the four of us meeting up at Stitches on Saturday. Saturday. So Stitches West in February in the Santa Clara Convention Center here in California. It's a very big event, which a lot of us are just so excited about. And we will be doing a little knitting get together. This is right. not a formal well, meetup <laughs> on any level. Well, that's I mentioned to somebody it might just be the four of us getting together to knit. And yeah. if it's the four of us getting together <laughs> to knit, great. We're going to have a good time. If anybody else wants to come and knit with us, we would love to meet you and have your have you join us. Yeah, just come Come and sit in it for a little while. Come and sit down and show us what you bought at Stitches yeah. because we all love to see what everybody else bought. And, you know, just come say hi. And it's completely informal. We will give you details on the time and location. We think it's going to be just in the hotel bar yeah. right across the walkway. I think Barb and Tracy have it scoped out already. So. Yeah, they're the Two Knit Lit Chicks yeah. podcast. Yeah. And they have spoken to a lot of other local podcasters who will probably be stopping by. I think Erin from the Double Knit podcast she did is going to be there. I'm podcast, super excited about that. Down. Yeah, so – and. Whether we don't care who you are, as long as you right. like to knit and play with yarn, come say hi. Right. So whether you're a vendor or teaching a class or just there like we are for the fun of it, right? We're so, I'm just like practically bouncing <laughs> in my chair. I'm so excited about stitches. Oh, and you know what I just found out? What? Max is going to be at science camp that week. Oh wow! I know. I was thinking, oh, what a rotten timing that he's going to be in science camp when I want to be over in Santa Clara. So we'll see huh. how that the timing of that all works out. Hmm. Yeah, he's in fifth grade, and here in Santa Cruz County, they go to science camp for three nights, I think. Three nights, four days. Yeah, away from home at science camp. So he's really excited about yeah. it. So he's going to the <laughs> same camp I went to when I was in oh fifth my grade. How frightening is that? <laughs> <laughs> same exact camp. Wow. Very bizarre. So anyways, hopefully we will meet some of you in Santa Clara in February. Hopefully all of you will be joining us in some way in the knit along January 1st. Mm -hmm. And thank you for listening. Have a fabulous time until we talk to you again. Happy knitting. Bye. You can find us on iTunes at Yarniacs Podcast. Visit our blog with show notes at yarniacs.com. We have a growing Ravelry group and you can follow us on Twitter at Yarniacs. Goodbye and good knits.